Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Well, it's Palm Sunday. It's a party, a parade. It's a celebration in the streets. A couple thousand years ago, people gathered from all over, and when you walked in this morning, you were handed a piece of greenery to wave. What's all the commotion about? What on earth are we doing here this morning? Well, try, if you can, to transport yourself back to Jerusalem. Right, 2,000 years ago or so. So you and your whole family have taken a road trip to the big city. No minivans, no car top carriers, right? no flip down DVD players or fast food stops. Just a lot of miles between where you are and where you want to go. It's too long to do in one shot. So you got to pack food supplies to break this trip up. And it's not just you. It seems like everyone has chosen to travel this weekend. Everywhere you go, things are packed. If there were airports, you know there'd be delays and cancellations that weekend. People would be scrambling to rent donkeys and camels to make their way back from Florida. There'd be a sense of mayhem, but the kind that almost adds to the fun. You might remember a couple months ago, we read the story of of boyhood Jesus, who made this trip with his family every year. And, And at one of those years, there were so many people in his family caravan that they lost him in a search among their people and turned back to recover Jesus. Entire communities would travel together to flood Jerusalem with with food, fun, fellowship, family, faith. This was the big one. This was the largest festival of the year, and it may surprise you to know that it had nothing to do with Jesus. No one traveled to Jerusalem to catch a glimpse of Jesus or to get a great seat in the Palm Sunday parade. Now, you, your family, thousands of other people have gathered for a party, for a celebration, for a sacred holiday. You're in Jerusalem for the Passover feast. You're going to eat ritual meals, sing ritual songs, and hear the greatest story ever told. The story of Moses and Aaron and the spirit of God rescuing people from Egypt. You're going to revel at the mystery of the plagues. Shriek as they tell of the Egyptians chasing you down. And then with Miriam's song on your mouth, sing, shout, dance as the Red Seas parted. And everyone is safe on the other side. Can, Can you sense the energy of this weekend, the vibe of this massive religious festival. And you know that the priests, the temple workers, the Pharisees, Sadducees, communal religious leaders, they've been getting ready for this party. They've been getting ready for quite some time. It was their party to throw. They were the hosts. 
Everything was cleaned. The banners were put up. The candles were filled. The silver was polished. The, the altar cloths and robes washed and ironed. Can you imagine all the visitors? People who were in town looking for a new temple to attend. This was the weekend to hook them in and send them home with a pledge card. This was not the weekend to mail it in. And then... Just as the crowd gathered for opening day of the festival, something happened that changed everything. Let's read it. This year, from the Gospel of John, starting in chapter 12, verse 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival, well, they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Friends, that changes things. Jesus is now coming to Jerusalem. You can see the face of the crowd change. You can hear them start talking about how they're going to alter their plans to meet and greet him. Picture the faces of the kids when they realize that this year Jesus is in town. They've heard the stories, this teacher, healer, fish and bread multiplier who always lets the children come in a little extra close. They're freaking out. Sure, they came for Passover, but this is way more exciting. Word on the street is Jesus is coming to the party. Jesus is in Jerusalem. Then picture some of the grown-ups. As their wheels start turning, they've heard of Jesus' teachings. Jesus' teachings that cut straight to the heart, to the soul. Maybe Jesus would say something that would bring love back into their marriage or, or purpose back into their life. Maybe he'd, he'd touch and heal their friend, their parent, their partner. Maybe he'd heal them of that disease that's been holding the entire family in a standstill Passover isn't going anywhere. They've been celebrating that for 4,000 years. Forget it. This is Jesus. Jesus is in Jerusalem. And the energy keeps building. But you know every good party needs a party pooper. So turn your attention to the Pharisees, the priests, the members of the Passover ministry team. To absolutely no one's surprise, their response is going to be just a little bit different. Seriously, Jesus is here? Did he have to come this weekend? Isn't anything sacred to him? Everyone follows him. It's like they forget about the traditions. It's like the temple doesn't matter when he's around. When Jesus is in town, even our, our shiniest religious rites and rituals They can't compete with his spirit, but it's too late. The crowd already heard he's here. We know how this is going to go. So we have an ecstatic crowd. We have Jesus. And we have some insecure religious folks. Sounds like the making of a good party. Let's finish the reading. So the great crowd had come for the festival and they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. 
They took palm branches and went out to meet him. They shouted, Hosanna, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, blessings on the King of Israel. Jesus found a donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, don't be afraid, daughter Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Now his disciples didn't understand these things at first, After he was glorified, they remembered these things had been written about him and that they had done these things. The crowd who had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, they were testifying about him. That's why the crowd came to meet him because they heard about this and and many miraculous signs that he had done. The Pharisees said to each other, see, you've accomplished nothing. Look, The whole world is following him. It's a party, a parade, a celebration in the streets, and it's also the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So first the crowd freaks out, takes palm branches, right, to meet and greet him. Hosanna, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, blessings on the king of Israel. Then Jesus makes a not-so-flashy entrance riding a donkey. Don't be afraid, daughter Zion. Your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. And then the Pharisees feel outdone. And they say to each other, you've accomplished nothing. Look, the, the whole world is following him. It's Palm Sunday. That's what we're doing this morning. We are the distracted crowd. We're the spiritual community, the ones who who momentarily let our guards down, momentarily step back from all of the, the traditions, all the shiny and celebratory stuff to recognize that the Spirit of God just showed up to the party. And so every year, ever since we've waved the branches, sang the songs, did the dance, It's a party, it's a parade. Now sociologists and anthropologists, they spend extra time studying society's celebrations because much of a culture's identity is wrapped up in what they choose to celebrate, right? What sort of things they throw parties for. So I wonder what was the last really good party you went to? the last large-scale celebration, parade, festival. You might hear it in my voice a little bit. Last night, I was downtown Chicago at a rooftop bar in Lincoln Park with 50 friends and family members celebrating a cousin's 40th birthday party. It was so good to be out again, like so good. How about you? What was the last great party you went to? Some of you may have to go back two years, but can you call a party to mind? A 1920s party where all y'all were dancing crazy. And what was the party for? What did it celebrate? Some of our parties mark the turning of seasons, right? The moving of time, New Year's Eve, 
anniversaries, birthdays, various milestones. We don't want life to move past too quickly, so we pause. We pause to, to party, to do a little dance. Other parties and festivals are simply society's pressure release valves, right? Keeping the monotony of school, of work, of life from becoming too much. These are girls' trips, guys' trips, don't care where I'm going, just get me out of here sort of trips. It's spring break, it's carnival, it's Mardi Gras. And then finally, there are other parties, holidays, celebrations that carry with them deeper meaning. Right? Throughout time, societies have, have held large, right, worldwide even, occasions to, to help people reaffirm their commitment to, to core values, like gratitude on Thanksgiving, independence on 4th of July, freedom and emancipation on Juneteenth. They're wide-reaching parties in which societies stop what they're doing to remember and reaffirm things that really, really matter. So what was your last party? What was the deeper purpose? What was it celebrating? And then the natural question, right? What, what sort of party is Palm Sunday? What are we doing this morning? Palm Sunday, it might be right, the marking of the season. It's it's always springtime, it happens once a year, yada, yada. Not really. It might be a bit of a pressure release valve. Even in our short reading, you get the sense that, that contentious religious pressure had been building and a large crowd choosing to follow a, a street preacher on a donkey instead of attending an established event in an established building. That could be a way to let off some steam, but it sounds like it might actually build up even more. So more so than any and all of that, Palm Sunday was, it was an opportunity to celebrate Jesus, right? To celebrate the presence of Jesus in the crowded streets of Jerusalem, for us to celebrate the presence of Jesus in the, the crowded streets of our lives, of our hearts. Next week, Next week, we'll celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, but this week, we celebrate the way of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the mission, the ministry, the, the vision of Jesus. We stop in the middle of a busy week to celebrate the one who came preaching good news to the poor, right? Sight for the blind preaching the year of the Lord's forgiveness and favor. We celebrate the one who came spreading love, the one who, who taught people to love their neighbor, to love God and to learn to even love themselves. We celebrate the one who stepped between a frightened girl and an angry mob, sarcastically welcoming all who are perfect to, to start throwing stones. We celebrate the one who called children to draw near, who threw dinner parties for outcasts, who filled his entourage with fishermen. We celebrate the one who blessed, blessed and did not curse. The one who blessed the poor in spirit, blessed those who mourn, blessed the meek, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers among us. 
the original Palm Sunday and every Palm Sunday since, it's been a party, a parade, a celebration to remember and reaffirm our wonder. Our wonder and excitement of the one who broke all of these established boxes to teach a message of love, inclusion, justice, and faith. And a faith that would spread through the world in no time. That's it. That's, that's the point of the party, the purpose of the parade. And so don't worry about what the takeaway is this week. Don't worry about what lesson you might need to learn from reading this morning. Just enjoy the party. Just be present to it. In just a moment, our sanctuary is going to be filled with children singing, marching, waving palm branches, generally being crazy. Don't be, you can almost hear them coming up the stairs, can't you? Don't be that guy at the party that's trapped in his own mind. Don't be the Pharisee standing on the corner mumbling about how dancing's so weird and unnatural. Don't be that guy. Just be present to the party. Wave your palm branches or throw them in the aisle. Make a little mess. It doesn't matter. It's a party. Sing. Sing loudly. Even if you miss half the notes, it's okay. Clap. Clap loudly, even if you miss half the beats. I said, I've seen many of you at Super Bowl parties and at Fall Fest. I know you can have fun. Next week, we're going to keep talking. Good Friday, we're going to come face to face with the anger, the jealousy, the religious indignation that was a result of this party and many of the other inclusive parties that Jesus loved to throw. We'll talk about the aftermath of Palm Sunday and then Easter, we'll talk about who ends up winning. In the meantime, no more talking. Let's have a little fun. Amen? They're coming. You guys can just stand and have some fun. In the power of God. We are marching in the light 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 of God. We are marching, we are marching, we are marching in the light of God. We are marching, we are marching.